Welcome to the Speaking of Math podcast, episode number 70 by Door to Math. This podcast is devoted to all things math education and how parents can be a positive factor in their kids' math learning. Math is the gateway to many professional careers as well as confidence and personal growth. Find more information at www.doortomath.com or on social media at Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Tucson Math Talk. How do you make math not boring? Well, that's like asking the chicken to grow teeth, right? So math is uh, boring in the way that uh, it describes the structure of universe. A while back, there was a MIT cosmologist, cosmologist. Max Tedmark, I believe. Anyway, he had this paper. He said the uh, universe is a mathematical structure. So in his view, everything in math, in the universe, human included, is part of a mathematical structure. So what I took from that is that it describes uh, some structure that we don't normally deal with or see, right? So, and it's a different language. So it would be like using Chinese to describe why Roman didn't make it. So math is equivalent to listening to someone in Latin describe the lava flows on Mount Vesuvius. Pretty close, right? So uh, th- to pretty close. Where am I going with it? Pretty close. So when it comes to math, if we want our kids, young ones especially, to get interested in math, we have to get something what we call the oddball math, right? So you have to use something they can relate to and try to apply math through the something they care. For example, money. Uh, kids have fantastic innate understanding what money stands for. There's a whole bunch of math that you can pass on using money, the concept of money. The other one would be cooking, right? You're measuring, you do the temperature, you measure the liquid, you measure the flour, for example, and um, Time, time is in there too, right? So there's a lot of concept you can do from cooking or money. Out of those two things, I have not seen a really good, solid third thing most kids willing to discuss math with. All right, so when they're younger, maybe uh, first grade to fifth grade, there's very limited few things that, that math comes in contact with. So money, cooking, and time. So uh, when they get a little bit older, there's video games, there's sports, there's physics involved. There's a lot more stuff that you can do with math. But for the younger grades, you have to concentrate on those two things. You do. I mean, if you think about it from, like you said, from kindergarten to maybe fourth or fifth grade, talk about the books they can read, right? There's Dr. Seuss and there's a whole bunch of logical So if you think about it, compare math with, say, reading, right? I mean, there's a whole source of reading material you can give to elementary kids in, in, kids in elementary school. Uh, my favorite few, Matilda, that was really good. Uh, what was the other one our kids always loved? Rodol. Rodol, yeah. It's beautiful, right? And then you have Alice in Wonderland. There's a whole white world of words can paint that math can't compete, period. All right. So for younger kids, we have books. We also have history. They can get into that. They can get into colors, art, drawing, but uh, math, there's very limited and very few topics. Very, very limited. Charlotte's Web, right? I love reading those stories when I was younger. So 
compared to those, really, when it comes to math, you really, really have to work hard uh, to tie into something they can see, tie into something they actually care. And that makes math boring to begin with. All right. uh, you were talking something about the oddball experiments, and that caught your eye a little bit. Yeah, there was that article from a neurobiologist. I think we read it together. Dr. Nicole? Nico Bunzek. Yes, that one. Um, I forgot to call author. But anyway, the study was uh, the, called Oddball Experiments. So the gist of it was uh, using the FMR machine. Here, you should okay. see it. So, uh, in, I'm gonna... Oh, I remember that. The gist of that was. Oh, yeah, I remember that. The gist of it is uh, in this test, experimenters showed participants a series of images. Okay, you can't read. The gist was if you show uh, show people in the study something odd or unusual, they that would pique their interest. So it would it would go into their brain's novelty area. So one way to make math not boring is when talking about math, find ways to go into the novelty areas. Exactly. I mean, I have the. All right, so I have the abstract of the paper here. You know, they said the researcher from this uh, paper, the oddball experiment, if you Google that, you can see. So anyway, the researcher measured the blood flow in different areas of the brain as the participants lay in the fMRI machine. They actually can see when they have oddball images, they activate, the, activate our brain's novelty center, so if you want to teach young kids math and make it not boring, you really have to search for ways for they can relate and something catch them by surprise, basically. So, uh, okay, so we're looking for some oddball things about math that will make math, quote-unquote, not boring. Uh, what, are some, what are some of those oddball things? Yeah, it's hard-pressed. So it turned out the history of zero was a pretty interesting one, right? So the Chinese didn't have zero in there doing the um, abacus math. And the Romans didn't have zero either, so it's actually the Arabs had the zero. So looking into the history of zero, that ties into something kids are innately interested in stories to something that's math-related, discovery of zero, for example. All right, so we have zero. Um, so that sounds interesting. And then you were talking about pipe cleaners? Yeah, so another thing you can try is that uh, introduction of pi, right? Pi is a number that everybody know, and kids often think pi as in apple pie, so that's kind of funny, right? And with the fuzzy wire stuff, that's uh, pipe cleaners, I think they're called. If you take the pipe cleaner, you measure the length, so that's one, and then you make it into a circle and then measure the diameter, that's the largest, longest part of the circle, and if you divide it, it always turns into 3.14. So kids kind of get a kick out of that one. Okay, so that's interesting. Uh, pipe I never thought a pipe cleaner could be used to demonstrate what pi is. Yeah, so pi is basically the ratio of the length of the wire and how big a circle you can make, right? So after you do a while, kids are going to say, oh, that's interesting. Why is that always 3.14159? Right? Uh, that's something that kids can relate to right in there. Mm -hmm. So you got to... Be very creative, and you got to think of a lot of things and start early with this. Yes, you want to use that to what they call the oddball mentality, novelty center. You really want to engage the kids and have the blood flow in there and track to math. Okay, so let's summarize. Uh, math is boring. 
The reason it's boring, or most people think it's boring, is because it's used to do, it's a foreign language used to describe a foreign concept, something that you don't see every day. And unless you're just born to be it, most people would think that math is boring. And one way to bring some fun and color to math is to use what quote-unquote is the oddball experiment. Uh, find something unusual about math and start early with your kids so that they can associate math with something fun. Yeah, that's pretty pretty right on. I think in knowing that math itself is boring and invisible, quote-unquote, of a lot of times, give us uh, adults a way to say, okay, this thing is boring, but it's really useful. Let's pay attention to that from the get-go. All right, and on that note, until next time. Happy parenting.